I'm breaking tradition from the typical Irrational Realist podcast format for a special Halloween episode. This will be a semi-fictional story of a curse many years ago in the not-so-fictional town of Lebanon, Ohio. Lebanon, Ohio is known for the Golden Lamb, the oldest hotel in Ohio, Woody Harrelson, who graduated high school in Lebanon, the residence for 23 years of Neil Armstrong, the first man on the moon, and the hometown of yours truly, and the Shaker Curse. The Shakers were a Christian sect from England that believed the second coming of Christ would be through a woman. They broke off from the Quakers in 1747 and were named the Shaking Quakers due to their erratic behavior during religious revivals. The name was eventually shortened to Shakers. They migrated west after coming to America in the late 1700s, with a group settling in Lebanon around 1805. The Christian people of Lebanon saw the Shaking Quakers and weren't exactly thrilled with their religious quirks and odd behaviors, and asked them not too politely to exit their new town. The Shakers were not pleased and put a curse on the town to hinder its prosperity in the future. This curse would prove to be terrifying for the quiet town of Lebanon, Ohio, and the beginning of our story. The Curse of the Shaking Quakers The story begins in the early 1800s with four children in Lebanon going missing in 1805, shortly after the Shakers left the city and settled nearby in Union Village. Joseph Corwin, the son of Ichabod Corwin, one of the town's founders, was the first to go missing. Ichabod was the person selected to tell the Shakers they had to leave the town and gave them 24 hours to do so. Three days later, Joseph left a friend's house shortly before supper, but never returned home. A mass search party was conducted to trace Joseph's steps to the vacant house of Malcolm Worley. Malcolm was a resident of Lebanon that had recently converted to the Shaker religion. He moved to Union Village the day Joseph went missing. Malcolm was a quiet man, known around town for having just one leg, the other being lost in the Revolutionary War. For his crutch, he used a very large bone that he called a dinosaur bone. The children were drawn to the bone and Malcolm, much to the dismay of their parents, as Worley was rumored to have periods of, quote, madness, unquote, from time to time. The search party went to Union Village and confronted the Shakers and Malcolm Worley. All denied knowing the whereabouts of Joseph, but regardless, the village was searched from end to end with no trace of the boy. Over the next three days, three more children would vanish, with the last disappearing on October 31st. All four missing children were offspring of Lebanon's founders, Ichabod Corwin, Silas Huron, Ephraim Hathaway, and Samuel Manning. The town searched in vain for days, but the children simply had vanished. Finally, in desperation, Ichabod and Samuel Manning, whose daughter was the last to go missing, went to the Shakers and pleaded with them to release the curse. The Shakers complied, and the curse was supposedly lifted. Although never an official suspect, Malcolm Worley's name was passed around in private as the possible culprit in the disappearances. Malcolm passed away two months later, and everything seemed to return to normal. But nothing lasts forever. In 1860, Lebanon was again hit with tragedy. Four teens from the town went missing after a town function on All Hallows' Eve, 
which was now widely celebrated in America. History states that all went to the neighboring town of Mason to meet friends, but according to their friends, the four never arrived. Two weeks later, their bodies were discovered only a mile out of town. They were sitting in a circle with their hands tied behind their backs and their eyelids removed. The coroner said the teens all died from massive heart attacks. The only evidence was a single footprint in the center of the circle. What could they all have seen to cause every one of their young hearts to give out? It was a mystery that the town of Lebanon would hide until 1914 when a letter was recovered that had been hidden behind a local painting that was sold at an auction. That letter told a horrific story. The letter described in graphic detail what happened on the Halloween night in 1860, as well as the story of the children of the original four founders, raising many questions as to how these stories could have been kept secret for all these years. Stories that would sadly become reality very soon. A year after the letter was discovered, the tale of the Halloween night had over time been circulated to the now nearly 3,000 residents of Lebanon, Ohio. It was concerning because Lebanon would celebrate their own Halloween with the town's very first beggar's night in 1915. Even with the disturbing news from the letter, the town decided to move forward with their inaugural beggar's night, but with added supervision from neighbors and friends. However, at the end of the night, they came to the horrible realization that four of the town's nearly 680 children were missing. The town immediately jumped to action and searched the area with hopes of locating the four children, only to have their worst fears recognized. All four were found in a circle, face down in an area pond, still holding on to their bags of treats. There were no signs of struggle, and, once again, the only evidence was a single print at the edge of the pond. After examining the bodies, it was determined all four children died not from drowning, but of massive heart attacks. The single print was taken and matched to everyone in the town, but no one was ever named a suspect, and the tragedy was once again all but forgotten. In the fall of 1970, that all came to a screeching halt. The town had been caught up in the Cincinnati Reds' World Series run, Red signs and banners were taken down and replaced with Halloween decorations as the big day was just days away and the town was feverishly putting final touches on their annual parade. The town was so busy, they didn't notice that high school kids were planning a Halloween celebration of their own out at the abandoned McIntyre farm north of town on County Road 48. But when the time came for the party, Many of the parents found out and put a halt to the raucous affair, and only five teens showed up. At 3.30 a.m., a call came into the Lebanon Police Department from a nearby farmhouse. Partygoer Diane Morrissey had shown up in the early morning hours with a disturbing story. She had too much to drink and passed out in a horse stall. When she awoke, the four remaining teens from the party were all dead and hanging from the rafters. When the police arrived, they saw all four teens whose names were withheld at the family's request hanging from the rafters in a circle. The only evidence that anyone else was in the barn was a single print 
just inside the door of the stall where Diane said she was sleeping. The police were baffled as to why Diane was spared, but a local historian thought the event sounded all too familiar. She scoured the Old Town history and the microfiche at the local library. After weeks of combing through news clippings, town history, and old stories, she found not only the event from 1915, but the letter describing the previous two events dating back to the origins of the town. Now, a few in the small, quiet town of Lebanon were certain something strange was occurring in their sleepy little town. Was it the curse of the Shakers? Was it the ghost of Malcolm Worley? Or was it some dark entity that had latched itself onto the town since its inception? But as time passed, this latest tragic event was once again all but forgotten and life slowly returned to normal. For 10 years, the town of Lebanon was once again quiet, but the local historian was certain this would be repeated, so she called in two of the most famous paranormal investigators and demonologists in the world. All three were old friends that grew up together in Connecticut. The two investigators had just finished a case near Ohio, so they made the drive over to Lebanon to see their old friend. This case was intriguing, so they immediately began a full-scale investigation. It wouldn't be long before the wife's clairvoyance undercovered a strong, demonic presence attached to the town. Through several seances and medium trances, they determined a powerful demon had been resurrected when the Shakers cursed the town in 1805. From there, the demon attached itself to Malcolm Worley, since his soul was not at peace with the fact he lost a leg early in life. Malcolm most likely abducted the first four children to punish the founders for casting the Shakers out, and the children were sacrificed to the demon to make him materialize. From there, the demon had no more use for Worley, and he was killed by the demon, and then his spirit was possessed in order for the demon to remain in this realm. The investigation was successful in answering the who, but the investigators still did not know why nor when he would strike again. Once provided with the information, however, the town historian looked more closely at the dates of the previous killings. The abductions and killings happened in 1805, 1860, 1915, and 1970, each one exactly 55 years apart from the last. With some additional investigation, it was surmised Worley to be right around the age of 55 when he died. If the demon is inhabiting the spirit of Malcolm Worley, its time frame for manifestation would be limited to the host's soul's time on Earth. In other words, Malcolm was 55 when he was taken by the demon, so the demon could only manifest and kill every 55 years and it selects four children to represent the four original murders from the Shaker Curse. This was a fascinating revelation to the historian and her paranormal investigators, but how to convince the town that they are still in peril. They had 45 years left before the next round of killings would start, but even if they convinced the town, what could be done? The investigators could only think of one thing that may work, and that was to find the body of Malcolm Worley and burn the bones. They had never tried it, but heard through mutual acquaintances that it could stop a manifested spirit. But where was he buried, and is there anything left to burn? 
They searched for several years, following up on over 100 leads, but all were dead ends. The town of Lebanon soon moved on, and in 2004, the historian passed away, with the husband of the paranormal team dying just two years later. It was rumored the wife continued her search for the burial place of Malcolm Morley and may have located it in late 2016. According to her daughter, she left to, quote, finish a promise your dad and I made to a friend, unquote, but tragically died three days later from an apparent heart attack. In her hand was found a cross, rosary beads, and a cryptic note. The spirit rests, but the demon does not. It has now been 53 years since the last tragedy in Lebanon. The handful of people that had any knowledge of the Shaker demon have passed, moved from Lebanon, or blocked it from their memory altogether. Halloween of 2023 is just around the corner, which means there are only two years from the 55th anniversary of the most recent killings. What could be in store for the now almost 22,000 people of Lebanon, Ohio? Is the story of the demon true? If so, are the people of Lebanon about to fall victim to its wrath once again? Was the burial site of old Malcolm Worley found? Were his bones destroyed? Or did the wife die before she could finish the job? These are all questions that will only be answered on October 31st, 2025, in a small town in Ohio, about midway between Dayton and Cincinnati, the town of the Golden Lamb, Woody Harrelson, Neil Armstrong, and the Shaker Curse. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Irrational Realist. Please subscribe to The Irrational Realist for the latest episode every two weeks. For now, thank you for listening, and remember, podcast spelled backwards is taco if the S, D, and P are silent.